0: The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, December 28th, 2020.
1: The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life she can rest so easily. She does everything you Because the woman in
0: your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. Oh, my goodness. It's the last Monday of the month and the last show of the year. The last show of 2020. My Oh, my goodness, this is exciting. I have a special guest uh, this morning. Joining me on the phone will be Mara Kozla, who is a wildlife biologist and writer, and she's part of uh, the Sonoma County Conservation Council, SCC, and has they have selected her as one of the three... 2020 Environmentalist of the Year. Maya served also as the Poet Laureate of Sonoma County from 2018 to 2020 and also has been organizing a film series. And we'll be talking about the Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit happening on Sunday, January 10th, 2021 from 2 to 5 p.m. It's really going to be an amazing, an amazing event, and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Also, it's it's the theme of the event is called "It's up to us," and that kind of says it all. It's up to us to stay active, to stay involved, to keep speaking out against the whatever is happening that we do not like and it, it is not fair and just for the community. Anyway, like I said, I can hardly believe it. This is the last Monday of the month and the last show of the year. Today, of course, we'll be doing the Women's Spaces Pledge. And what a year it's been. Oh, my goodness. I mean, last night when I was just thinking about the show and I was thinking about 2020, I mean, we produced 52 shows. We're on every single week here. And... I just want to thank I just want to thank the station and I just want to thank all the listeners out there. It's just it's just amazing that we are able to record and it's so important. I mean, I wish people would just mark on their calendar to make sure that you make donations and support your community radio stations. It's extremely important. Well, I have two announcements to make. I want you to mark your calendars like I said on Sunday, January 10th from 2 to 5 It's going to be a Zoom. The Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit is going to be happening. And they have an amazing lineup of people that we will talk about later on when Mara comes on the phone. And also, uh, what is happening, I want you to mark your calendars. It's so hard to believe another year has passed, but mark your calendars for Sunday, January 17th, 2021, from 7 to 9 p.m. Another Zoom is going to be the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, birthday celebration. And we will be having uh, one or two interviews on uh, before. Uh, before the uh, program happens, uh, but it's really important to mark these things on your calendar to make sure that you are available, particularly for these two very important events: the summit and also the Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. Well, like I try to do every every uh, Monday, is to remind us, particularly women out there, that our history is our strength. And there are two women, I honestly believe, who are worth mentioning, and it's their birthday. Today is December 28th. I can't believe it, December 28th. I mean, where did this year go? Uh, this woman was born December 28th, 1894, 1894, and she made her transition in 1988. And that, Bernita Matthews. She was a suffragist, and as a young law student in the District of Columbia, she learned that she could carry a banner outside the White House but would be arrested for not having a permit if she spoke so she stayed silent and avoided arrest Uh, she gained interest uh, to the bar in 1920 I mean, that was quite an accomplishment for a woman to become a lawyer in 1920, and that was also the year that we got the vote. She worked for the National Women's Party. She was chosen as a federal district court judge by President Truman in 1949. So happy birthday to Bernetta. Matthews, quite an accomplishment worth recognizing for sure. Another wonderful woman was Selma Burke. Uh, She was born December 31st, 1900, and she made her transition in 1995. So she lived to quite a a long time, 95 years old. Selma Burke, she was a, a sculptor, and she was part of the Black Renaissance under Augusta Savage. She created the artwork for the Roosevelt Dime. You know, the Roosevelt Dime was very interesting. Uh, what happened was is that during there was a, a pandemic, a, a polio pandemic at the time. I mean, that that hit when I was growing up. It was very, very frightening. You know, and it was found out that most most of the disease was caught while you were in the water. And so we had, couldn't swim. We couldn't do a lot of different things. I mean, my mother was always very, very nervous about everything around that time. And then what happened was is they were trying to like now they wanted to get a vaccine they wanted to get something to prevent this horrible disease that was paralyzing I mean people had to be in iron lungs for this it was just it was just a catastrophe And so here they had what was known as the March of Dimes. So here was this African-American woman by the name of Selma Burke. She was the one who designed the Roosevelt Dime. And she also established the Selma Burke Art Center in the early 1970s. I mean, here you have these women were born in the 1900s when women barely had a voice. I mean, look at us now. We're all, we're on the news, we're in the newsrooms, we're everywhere. Everywhere you go, you see women doing something, running for office, accomplishing many, many wonderful things. Well, like I said, this is the end of the month, the last Monday of the month, and the last Monday of 2020. Boy, oh boy, what a year it's been. It really has been. I mean, it started off for me, it started off with a dear friend of mine losing her son the morning of of, uh, March 7th. I will never forget it as long as I live. And here we are, almost nine, nine, almost ten months into being having to be isolated having to wear masks having to do social distancing not being able to see our families you know i want to wish everybody happy holidays and merry christmas i mean this christmas was so very very interesting but was what was so stunning i am a believer i mean call me a pollyanna call me whatever you want but i am a believer that everything happens for your highest and greatest good I mean, there's lessons in everything. I mean, of course, I mean, I look at my dog in the morning. She doesn't want to get out of bed. She wants to be all cozy and comfortable. Well, that's the way us human beings, we all want to be cozy and comfortable. But every once in a while, there's a little bit of a shock that comes into our life. And 2020 was definitely the shock of our life. I mean, not only did we have the pandemic, we had horrible fires, you know, we had... uh, the weather in New York with the, with the snow. My God, and look what just happened in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, this is – look at how the year is ending of all time for this horrible thing to happen on Christmas. They're supposedly we're celebrating the birthday of the Prince of Peace, and then all of a sudden this horrible explosion happened. I mean, my heart goes out to the city and to the state – And thank goodness there, you know, it looks like a few people were injured, but a shout out to all those police there. I mean, the police were really doing their job because fortunately there were some warnings coming out of that van before it exploded. So they were able to evacuate most of the people in the area, but they only had 15 minutes. And they went in like stormtroopers, man, and they got everybody out. So a a shout-out to the Nashville Police Department and handle that. You know, every once in a while we have to say something positive about our police. They are there to protect and serve. And this was definitely, definitely an example. Well, we're going to do the Women's Saces Pledge. I mean, ladies, we've done this for every Monday, the last Monday. That means this is the 12th time we're doing it for the year. And also, I just want folks to know it was very, very interesting. I had those little cards, my self-esteem with the pledge right on the back of it. And I called up uh, where I have them printed at Staples. And I called them up and I said, you know, I'm just curious. How many cards have I ordered in the last several years? Well, I found out that I ordered and gave out. 7,000, over 7,000 cards. So hopefully at least I got 1% of you all listening that have a card. So if you do have a card, pull it out. If not, you know, just sit back and relax. If you're driving on your car, just listen and just just repeat after me. And I'm going to ask Ken also. Ken, do you mind doing the pledge with me this morning? Oh, I'd love to do it. You know, here we are, the last the last Monday of the month, Ken, and I, I just, I really want to do a shout out for Ken. I mean, he has been with me every single week in the, in the studio he helps me tremendously he does all the computer work and oh I have one another announcement to make last week we had the food empowerment program on and we had some Horrible technical difficulty, and for some reason, the show did not record, so we were unable to get the actual interview online, but I want my listeners to know that all the events that they talked about, their website, all the information you need to know about the Food Empowerment Plan uh, program is on our website, www.womenspaces.com. Was a great, great interview and I'm, I'm sorry that happened, but you know, we're, we're here live in the studio and all kinds of things happen and you have to be, you know, there's an old saying, I don't know, but God does or whatever people say or let go and let God or whatever kind of statement you have. And I'll tell you something, when you work in radio, you work in any kind of media. The bottom line is you have got to learn to let go and go with the flow of I don't know because things happen. And when they happen, you just got to move along with it. So it's a great training for many of us, particularly for me. Well, it looks like Ken has the pledge up on the screen, and I'm going to look at it, and I'm really You know, I wrote this for my grandson, like I've said many, many times, when he was just a young boy coming out of daycare crying because the teacher told him he was a bad boy. And I said, you're not a bad boy. You're a wonderful boy. You're a child of the universe. And I made up this this pledge for him. And we said it every time I picked him up. And when he graduated college, he was coming down the hill at the UC Santa Cruz, and he yelled, Grandma! And he did the pledge. And I'll tell you something, that made my life, that made my day, hearing that. So I'm going to say it, and I'll say it line by line, and just repeat after me, and then I will say it once while you just listen to it, I'll go through the whole thing. So let's do it together right now. I'll say a line, and then you repeat after me. My self-esteem my self esteem does not depend does not depend on anything on anything outside outside of me of me my self esteem my self esteem depends depends on my relationship on my relationship with myself with myself and my higher power and my higher power oh boy that sounds really good so now i'm going to say it just take it in what does that mean what does that really mean Think about it for a minute. My self esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. That means that people's opinions or attitudes towards you do not determine your self esteem. And if somebody does have an attitude, I know every once in a while I'll say, you know, is there something, is there something I've done that maybe I can do a little bit better, you know, to kind of get them to talk about it to you. That also takes self-esteem. So think about it. My self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. Then the next part, my self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. So in other words, you have to have a relationship with yourself and any kind of, you know, we all believe in so many different things, you know. I believe in a higher power. I believe in a great spirit. I believe in the Native American way. I believe in seven generation and planning. So whatever your belief is, whatever your higher power is, that's what you're kind of turning it over to. So just think about it. And everybody has a different higher power. We can't, you know, that's the beauty of this country. We have freedom. Of religion, We have freedom of speech. You know, I look at these young men, I call themselves, I guess, the Proud Boys, and I look at some of these, uh, they call themselves, I guess, white supremacists, and I ask them, why are you fighting against us? We're all part of this democracy. You know what, you want to turn over the government? You want to give the government back to something that's going to take away your freedom? Your right to speak? Your right to own a gun? Your right to a free trial? I mean, come on. You know, we live in a free country. We have the right to vote. Our vote is our cornerstone of democracy. You know, if you have self-esteem and you know who you are as a person and you know who you are or where you are as a country, you're going to work in a very positive way, not in a harmful way. I really think that we only need one law, and that law is do no harm. Do no harm. You know, I would like someone, maybe uh, write me at Elaine at womenspaces.com and tell me what you think do no harm meets. You know, maybe we can have a little contest or something. What does do no harm mean to you? Lots to think about. So I'm going to do the pledge one more time to just listen to it. Just take it in, absorb it. I recommend people at least recite it once in the morning and once before you go to bed at night. And trust me, your life will change in many, many interesting ways. So here we go. My self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. My self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. Those are some powerful words, folks. Those are some really powerful words. They're simple and to the point. So I recommend, like I said, I'm repeating myself, but do it once in the morning and once in the evening. And also email me every once in a while. Let me know, are you doing the pledge? How has it changed your life? How does it make you feel? Do you feel better? You know, just let me know. I mean, it's it's nice to communicate. That's another thing about self-esteem. You know, one of the things I noticed in the paper, for example, in the letter to the editor, more men write in than women. I noticed on talk shows, more men call in than women because women kind of, oh, you know, you know, women should be silent. You know, I think somewhere someone said in the churches that women should just be quiet. Well, those days are over, ladies. We got to speak out. We got to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for our children and we have to stand up for the future. Those are three very important things. But without self-esteem, let me tell you something. You're going to say, oh, who wants to listen to me? Or I don't have anything important to say. Baloney. That's a funny word, isn't it? (laughs) Baloney. Anyway, we're going to take a musical break. And what I decided to do this morning is I'm going to play a song I played several times over the year. And it's I Am Woman, sung by Helen Reddy. As most of us know, Helen Reddy made her transition and when she wrote this song, it became a national anthem. I remember when I was going to school and I first came out with the song, I remember singing it every time it come on the radio. I would sing it no matter what. And we had groups of women, like kind of in a chorus, we were all singing the song. So I want to honor Helen Reddy. I want to thank her and my condolences again to her family. I mean, what a loss. She was really an icon for women. And she died of the year, you know, here we are celebrating our 100th anniversary for the 19th Amendment when women won, won, won. The right to vote. Nobody gave us the right to vote. We won the right. And then the 19th Amendment became part of the uh, Constitution, which gave us the right. But we won it. We fought. We struggled. Women went to jail. They were waterboarded. There all kinds of things happen. I mean, divorces, men throwing, throwing literally throwing their wives out of the house if they agreed what they wanted to vote. We the people. We live in a free country, and yet, as women, we were not equal. And that's when we really started. The first step towards equality was when we got that vote. And then uh, uh, later on, we were able to er er own property. You know, you women out there that have deeds on your property, your name on there, you know, you should say, hey, thank you. All the shoulders you're standing on. That wasn't possible before 19. I think it was 1960 that actually became a reality. So there's a lot to think about. So that's why I chose this song, I Am Women, and sung by Helen Reddy. And then when we come back, perfect timing. I mean, what could be better? I mean, we've got a president that's that's undoing as many environmental things as we can possibly imagine. And here we are in Sonoma County on January 10th. We're going to have an environmental summit, which is so important. And it's also, it's called, it's up to us because it is up to us. Not only do you have to, you know, it's more than just, it's more than just recycling. That's part of it. But it's up to us. It's also us speaking out, us supporting environmental movements, us supporting the youth that are on the rise and saying we want a future for ourselves. Do something. So that's very important. So we will be talking with, uh, Myra Kolasa. Is she's a wildlife biologist and writer in Sonoma County Conservation, uh, also part of the Sonoma County Conservation Council, and she was selected as one of the three 2020 Environmentalists of the Year. She served as the Poet Laureate, <coughs> excuse me, of Sonoma County from 2018 to 2020, and also is organizing a film series. And we're going to be talking about the Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit. Ha! Huh, that's a lot. happening on Sunday, January 10th, 2021, from 2 to 5 p.m. via Zoom. So let's go ahead, Ken, let's listen to I Am Women by Helen Reddy.
1: to ignore and I know too much to go back and pretend cause I've heard it all before and I've been down serves to make me more determined to achieve my final goal and I come back even stronger not enough an-
0: Yes, I am. Woman. Oh, I love it. of just an embryo, but not anymore. We've given birth to something very special this year, and that is we elected a vice president. Vice president-elect Kamala Harris, a proud moment, and a woman of color. So we've accomplished two things. It may have taken us a 100 years to get there, but remember, we got to go with the flow. You know, we keep marching forward, one foot in front of the other, and here we are with the vice president. Female. Exciting, to say the least. And as women, we must support her. We must support her. You know, some of the things that these these right-wing people say about people just make me nuts. We need to support our new vice president-elect. Anyway, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and without further ado, I want to introduce my fo- my guest joining me on the phone, Maya Cosa, a wildlife biologist and writer, and welcome, welcome to Women's Spaces, Mara.
2: Thank you so much
0: for having me. Well, it's an exciting time, don't you think? Here we are with the vice president, you know, as uh, Kamala Harris, a woman after 100 years getting the vote. It's about time, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. I am so delighted.
0: Well, before we start, can I tell my uh, folks a little bit about you? Sure, sure. (laughs) Myra Kosa is a wildlife biologist and writer. She is part of the Sonoma County Conservation Council, and she has been selected... They selected her as one of the three 2020 Environmentalists of the Year. Meyer served as the poet laureata, uh, laureate of Sonoma County from 2018 to 2020, organizing a series of film readings to bring Sonoma communities together after the 2017 fires. Her poetry book includes all the fires of wind and light. Sixteen Rivers Press uh, published it, and uh, I guess that you got the uh, Joe. Josephine Miles Literary Award for that. Is that true? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, congratulations. That's Thank amazing. You. That's amazing. Amara has directed uh, Searching the Gold Spot, a short film about natural rejuvenation after wildfires in forest of the Sierra Nevada and Cascade regions, supported by organizations including Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation. Oh, that's amazing, Mara. My goodness, I'm so proud of you. Environment Now, uh, Patagonia, and From the Heart production. She was born in the United Kingdom, raised here and in India, Bhutan, and Myanmar, places that continue to inform her work. Well, and welcome, Mara. Anything else that you would like to add to this impressive resume? Uh, oh, no,
2: uh, no thanks. I, those uh, The Sonoma County Environmentalist of the Year awards are on a YouTube link. I can um, send that to you. Um, you can just you know sort of type Google Sonoma County Environmentalist of the Year. I'm so proud to belong to that community. Um, Janina Turner, who is one of the folks... Um, who will be sunrise movement youth who will be speaking at the it's up to us climate summit in 2021 is also one of the awardees and so it's a wonderful group and it's a it's a good set of short presentations by them.
0: Well, congratulations. I mean, it takes a lot of work and a lot of commitment, and it's, it's so important that we're recognized for it. So thank you so much for all you do. And before we start talking about the summit, I would like you to give us a little bit of an overview about the Sonoma County Climate Activist Network and its mission. I mean, these are the folks that are putting on the seminar and how you got involved and, and how that fits in with the goals that you are are trying to achieve with all the things that you're working on.
2: Uh, Sonoma County Climate Activist Network has, it's a group, sort of a coalition of about 50 or m- actually probably more by now, organizations, some of which are full nonprofit organizations and some are coalitions, such as the coalition opposing new gas stations, and they, they come together on pressing issues faced by our county, environmental issues. And they started, they had their first summit actually a couple of years ago, in 2019 in July, and that sort of kicked off a series of get-togethers. They have a listserv and um, and anyone can become a part of that and uh, contribute to it as as they wish. Uh, so it's a, it's a great group of people, um, different communities, Quite varied uh, in their commitments to the environment, but that's the one thing that runs in common for everybody.
0: Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. You know, I'm looking I'm looking at when I read your uh, bio here that you were you were raised here and in, in India, Bhutan, and Myanmar, and these places still continue to inform your work. Well, how? How did you get involved in all this? I mean, give us a little, just a tiny background about you, you know, and how you, what you feel that the summit. What are some of the things that the summit hopes to accomplish? You know, what do they want people to walk away with?
2: Uh, sure. The, the summit is basically a gathering place, and it's sort of a part one for hopefully several action-oriented items to follow. And it's it's a common it's a place for us to connect. And it's also a call to action because it's not just updates and on each person's work but or groups work by done by groups, but also sort of a, a place that we can try to unify build on common ground. Um, so bringing educators together with experts, community members, experienced activists, and of course, we're so proud to have youth activists as well. And The reason I got involved was, well, I've been here in Sonoma for a while and bringing groups together as part of the Poet Laureate project was sort of, it was really interesting because it followed directly after the the 2017 wildfires. It was quite the challenge and me being a biologist, I thought, wow, there's a big gap to bridge here and there's a lot of potential to share work and direct sort of activities or, or encourage activities. And people can go in their own uh, direction after that. So, so that and the fact that the count, the county activists, there's so many. It's such a unique environment with so many county-based activists who are really strong, and each working in their own niche. But here's a place we can all get together and then follow, hopefully, with COVID-safe uh, field trips after the summit. So the first one is a Zoom. Presentation or series of presentations, and then followed by um, scheduled COVID-safe events that'll be out in the field.
0: Well, you know the theme. The theme is it's up to you, and that's a pretty big statement. (laughs) I mean, it's up to you. You know, I mean, I think about that all the time. And one of the things I said at the early, early, uh, earlier on the show, I said when we talk, it's up to you. It's more than it's. Excuse me. Us. It's up to us. Oh, for for goodness sake. Thanks, Ken. It's up to us. I'm sorry about that. You know, and when I was thinking about it, it's up to us. What I mentioned at the beginning, what it means to me is, is it's good that we're recycling, we're doing all these things, but there are other steps that we have to take. So why don't you talk a little bit about what it means to be It's Up to Us?
2: Sure. Um, And actually... Quickly, I just want to quickly mention um, right before I launch off is that you can actually reach us at www.sonomacountycan.org, and there's a phone number there on the website too. I'll, I'll announce this again, but it's um, it's a it's an easy access to all the presenters and groups that are working together. Um, so basically, it's up to us. Uh, is, for, you know, really, there's so much that individuals can do. There's so much power in the individual, which is sort of amazing when you think about it. Decisions are making, being made right now in the county that will affect us all and will affect the air we breathe, the water we, uh, uh draw from and enjoy when we go out, um, walking for hikes. Um, so this is, we're all, almost at a pretty interesting turning point right now when the there um, there's some big decisions being made and it's the, the county general plan might be uh, shaped and reshaped um, during the new year. So it's, it's a great chance for people to take a look at a sampler of various different activities going on and, and take their pick and join in. And also building on common ground is so important because there's so much that links us together. Somebody who's opposing a new gas station that might drain fuels and fuel products into the Laguna de Santa Rosa has a huge amount in common with someone who uh, is opposing the burning of trees for power because all of it is part of this enormous carbon cycle that, you know, we're a part of.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting when we think about division you know there are so many there's so many things dividing us politically gender wise you know you name it you know religion we're all divided but i think on the environment i believe it's one thing that we all need to come together on and agree that we have to do something whether you call it climate change or whatever you want whatever name when you want to give it we know our planet is going through certain changes that we have to pay attention to and it is up to us it really is up to us to speak out and to make sure when we elect our our leaders that they do what we want them to do not what they feel is important or what their supporters are feel is important we they have to listen to us and i think coming together in summits like this gives us that energy and that power and that that uh, community that feeling of community would you agree with that Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. Well, you know, one of the things that's happening that I found was very interesting when I started looking at the program, and I had you send me uh, some things that you thought were interesting to explore, was the whole uh, indigenous movement. You know, how they are becoming more and more involved. I mean... I mean the Native American way. I remember when people first started going out to Alcatraz, and that was my first real awareness of some of the things that are happening to our Native American brothers and sisters. So, talk about why. What is it? What is the. What is the importance of the intersection of indigenous traditional values and practices with uh, Western science? Well, why do you think it's important that they're integrated and that they're at the table with us?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, and I want to, of course, mention Dr. Brenda Fliesa talks, and also uh, researcher Corey O'Gorman are going to be presenting along these lines of the importance of intersex, intersecting indigenous practices and, um, and values with what we have, what we know as Western science. And a perfect example is um, what they call. Burning of, of lands that were typically done close to areas that are, uh, were occupied in order to protect them. This is very familiar to me too because in India, tribes burn around their homes in close vicinity of their homes in, in bamboo forests just because that'll, if a, a really big raging fire comes through, the home is, the homes and surroundings are already protected because they've already been burned. This happens every year. And so the, the practice of uh, cultural burning is very familiar and dear to me for that reason. Um, there's also productivity involved, like, um, a lot of, um, you know, oaks and berries and uh, other edibles are forage materials are, um very productive after fire they the ashes is a n- nutrient base that they can use for growth um weaving practices are very intricately woven with fire so in other words uh, fire is used in immediate landscapes that are that have always been used traditionally
0: we well, um, know it's to- it's interesting that you bring this up because what I was thinking about when it came to Western science and indigenous people, you know, we've been around what the human race has been around for 30 something, 30 to 40,000 years. that how we know it today. And Western science has only been around maybe 150, 200 years as we know it today. So it looks like we need to draw on our ancestors. I mean, they got us this far. You know they must know something, and imagine what the world would be like if we if integrating Western science. Like you know, for me, I can go to the dentist now and I can get Novocaine. Right, it doesn't hurt. And Indigenous ways, with like you're talking about the fires and the, how how they took care of the land to prevent certain things from happening. Yes, yes. In fact,
2: that's uh, that's becoming, of course, as we know it in Sonoma, bigger and bigger consideration to be looked at because what's typically used for fire prevention or extreme fire prevention is deep in the forest, like deforestation in the forest. That's sort of close to my subject now, is they're removing the largest fire resistant trees and, and you can actually see from aerials that it's not beneficial to us and it's not beneficial to the land because the land then can is capable of burning much more severely and faster the fire can go through much faster this is um, it's kind of obvious when you when you look at what happens uh, later on directly after the fire and all these logged areas have been sort of decimated by fire so that the bigger the bigger the biggest trees the old growth just needs to be saved needs to be Treasured, <laughs> and um, and now the now there's a sort of a new practice that's rearing its head and calling itself carbon neutral, which is called uh, biomass, uh, forest-based biomass, actually using these large trees and small trees and all kinds of wood for a power generation. And there's a brand new op-ed this morning in uh, the L.A. Times, December 28th, L.A. Times op-ed by Dr. searchinger saying. Is burning wood for power carbon neutral, question mark? Not a chance. (laughs) So that's, it's sort of, we're at, when I mentioned earlier that we're at this crossroads where such huge important decisions are taking place, some of which are in the name of being carbon neutral but are not carbon neutral, that's our chance to speak up. That's our chance to say, take a look at the science, take a second look, Take take a look at what's happening around you. And then let's make our decisions after that when we know it's something that will actually help us.
0: Well, you said something, you used a very interesting word in the last, uh, but before what you were talking about. You used the word treasure, to treasure our earth. You know, that's what involvement is all about, is treasuring the place that we live and making sure it's sustainable and livable. And people need to understand that. You know, it sounds like you're saying, oh, some people will say, oh, well, you're taking a step backwards. No, you're looking at the the past and saying what worked. You're looking at the present. It's not working now, and maybe in the future you find a way to combine things. So it's important that people right now keep their minds and hearts open, and I think that's what's really important about these summits. But I'd I'd like to know if you would indulge me. I'm going to take a musical break right now, and then when we come back, I would like to talk about the youth movement. Is that okay with you, Amara? Oh, yes, Um Thank you. Yes. Okay. This is. I mean, this is just an important, and it's a great subject to end the year on. Let me tell you. So, what we're going to do? What what is this? The times they are changing. That's what's wrong. Oh. Okay. Well, we don't have. Uh, no. No, okay, so what we're going to play now, I was going to play something else. What we're going to play right now is we're going to play The Times They Are A Changing. I believe it's by the brothers and sisters. Uh, Odetta. Oh, by Odetta. Oh, my goodness, boy. Okay, well, we're going to play The Times They Are A Changing by Odetta. And listen, they are changing. Wouldn't you agree, Mara? They're definitely changing. Yes. So let's yes. go ahead and listen to this, and when we come back, we will continue our conversation, and we will be talking about the Sunrise Movement, which is a, a very powerful youth movement in the environmental world.
3: Come gather around people, wherever you roam, and admit that the water have grown and accepted that soon you'll be drenched to the bone and if your breath to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the times they are a change Prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide The chance won't come again And don't speak too soon Cause the wheel is still in spin And there's no telling who it's naming For the time, they are a change Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging, it'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls, for the time they are a change. Come mothers and fathers throughout the land, and don't Criticize what you can't understand Your sons, your daughters Are beyond your command
0: Yes, the times, they are a-changing. Oh, well, that's for sure. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and with me on the phone is Myra Koser, a wildlife biologist and writer for the Sonoma County Conservation Council. And she is just selected, they just selected her as one of the three 2020 Environmentalists of the Year. Well, welcome back, Myra. And you know, <clears throat> Thank I, you. I really appreciate you staying on with me. And you know, I love I loved how you ended when you sent me some information. I love this quote Never doubt that a Small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, is the only thing that ever has, and that was by Margaret Mead. I just love that quote. And to to support that quote, we have a wonderful, wonderful youth movement that's happening now. It's called the Sunrise, uh, the Sunrise Movement. Can you talk a little bit about that and and why they are so involved and pushing so hard with the Green New Deal, both Absolutely. locally and nationally?
2: That's thank you that's a that's a great uh, place to expand also on the on the climate summit i just wanted to quickly again um, give the um, website address which is www.sonomacountycan.org and also there's a phone number 707-595-0320 um, And I just
0: want to let my listeners know that all that information will be on www.womenspaces.com. Oh, yeah, thanks. So so go ahead. Christine
2: Byrne and Janina Turner are two Sunrise Movement members who are going to be presenting uh, uh, their work with uh, the youth-led movement to stop climate change. This is an impressive Crowd of young people with a lot of energy and song in their hearts, which is it's beautiful. When they march, they have um, they often have accompaniments, you know, musical <laughs> the, um, way. Is that's just how they they work together, and it's I feel it's beautiful. So so many of them have beautiful voices, and. They have several songs. Actually, I also want to give credit to another Sunrise Movement member, Alice, who has been uh, Alice Goldberg, who, Goldberg, who has been helping organize. It's up to us. She's been helping with the outreach. Uh, we have quite a few people registered right now because of primarily because of Alice and um, also Emerald, one of the. Um, oh,
0: Emerald! Yes, yes. Yes.
2: Yes, she's been instrumental in the outreach. It's been amazing. Uh, So Sunrise Movement is this youth-led movement just calling the climate the emergency that it is and basically trying to stop climate change. And actually that means stop all the impacts that are now causing even more climate change, um, severe climate change impacts to occur. So that's what they're... That's their main goal and they want to create a little, they want to forward that goal through the Green New Deal which creates not just a livable future for everyone but also the opportunity for work, jobs, opportunities so that it's not like just because we're trying to halt climate change they're trying to um, end whole flocks of jobs. That's not the goal at all. So I think that twin goal is absolutely key to their movement and their uh, I'd love for Christine and or Janine Turner to speak with you because they're very inspiring well, I would love
0: I would love to have them on. I've just give them my yeah. give them my number and my information. I've been trying for a while to be honest with you, trying to get someone from the Sunrise and the and the youth group. And I'm really I'm really glad that you feel the same way I do. Well, you know yes. we're coming to the end of our segment, and I think there's something very important that I just want to touch on, and that's that is why climate justice is racial and social justice. You know people hear that comment a lot, so can you explain that? A little bit for us, and then we're going to go at the as we end the segment. We're going to get the website again and the telephone number.
2: Yes, yes. Um, well, climate justice. You know, if you think about the country Bangladesh and the folks who live closest to the ocean and in the highest risk category during floods, or folks who live closest to the water, rivers, and during floods, and now we have buyers and also another example is um uh folks who are living close to biomass production plants tend to be in the low income category. Um so there's so basically climate justice, in other words, taking action for the climate often overlaps with social justice or providing a better environment for lower income neighborhoods. So those two things are actually quite deeply connected
0: well, I think it's really important that people understand. I mean, we've covered we've covered a lot in a little bit of time, and we can go into more and more depth. But I, <clears throat> I want you to know how much I really appreciate all the wonderful information that you have provided. So let's talk a little bit as we end the segment here. Uh, let's give your website, uh, how do people get information or get hold of you, give the phone number again. And also, um, I want to mention there's some pretty wonderful people that are going to be part of the presentation. Um, the it's going to be the the summit is called it's up to us Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit. It's happening Sunday, January tenth, from two to five p.m. So go ahead and and talk a little bit about it and give our website and the phone number, Mar. Yes, I definitely want to
2: mention. There's so many folks who you know I we haven't talked about because it's going to be a packed event including Woody Hastings, uh, Terry Shore, Fabiola Maya, Vincent Avani, uh, Dave Warrender, Elizabeth Kaiser of Singing Frog Farms, Jenny Blaker, and we have um, a wonderful master of ceremonies Duran Amiran. So we're so so looking forward to this event and hoping you'll all join us. Seems like there's still plenty of room and we even though we have quite a few sign-ups already. So the link, the um, website is at www.sonomacountycan.org and the phone number is 707 595 You can also reach us at sonomacountycan at gmail.com. That's all one word, sonomacountycan at gmail.com. So thank you so much and, and hope you can have have the time to find out and also attend for for those few hours of Sunday, Jan
0: 10th. Any New Year message for our for our listeners? Keep your eyes wide open.
2: We're here, and we'll be reaching out to you.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mara Casso, for being such a wonderful guest on Women's Spaces. And as I tell to my listeners, all the information about the summit, all the, the list of all the speakers, everything will be on www.womenspaces.com. So thank you, Mara. And thank you know. You it's really interesting. I just want to leave you folks with, with a little prayer that I, uh, my friend uh, Robin Latham uh, sent me an email, and I want to read this as our New Year message. May we break boundaries, tear down walls, and build on the foundation of goodness inside each of us. May we look past differences, gain understanding, and embrace acceptance. May we reach out to each other rather than resist. May we be better stewards of the earth. May we be better stewards of the earth, protecting, nurturing, and replenishing the beauties of nature. May we practice gratitude for all we have rather than complain about our needs. May we seek cures for the sick, help for the hungry, and love for the lonely. May we share our talents, give our time, and teach our children. May we hold hope for the future very tenderly in our hearts and do all we can to build for a brighter tomorrows. And may we love with our whole hearts for that's the only way to love. Written by Kathy Davis. Thank you, Kathy, for your beautiful words. Well, as we go into 2021, I want to thank all my listeners for all their support. Send me an email at Elaine at womenspaces.com. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know if you have any if you have a birthday coming up, an anniversary coming up. If you know of somebody that you think God, Elaine, that person should be on our show. Please, please notify me. And a special thank you to Myra Kosla, who's a wildlife bi- biologist and writer. And she was actually selected by the Sonoma County Conservation Council, SCC, as one of the three 2020 environmentalists of the year. And she also served as our poet laureate. And a reminder again, to mark your calendar, it's up to us, Sonoma County Climate Activist Community Summit Sunday, from ten to uh, January tenth, from two to five, and you can find all the information about it by going to Sonoma County Can. That's S O N O M A C O U N T Y, capital C, capital A, capital N. dot org, and and you can find out all the information. As I do every Monday, I remind you that our children is the future, and we must never, never lose sight of that and you know attending things like the summit getting education about the environment finding out how you can participate is very important I know many of us have been isolated and there's a certain level of depression that happens and one of the things that I have found out for depression is do something get off your duff and do something a reminder, Tell Your Friends Women's Faces will be aired again tonight at 11 p.m. I get excited. I get to listen. I'm actually listening to my programs. It's really wonderful. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements, and if you have any announcements you'd like to have on the air, do not hesitate to let me know. Would you like to wish our friends a happy new year, Ken? Well, I wish everybody a happy year, new year. That- we can only have a happier New Year than the one we've had. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I just want to do a shout out again to Kenneth e. Norton for all the wonderful, wonderful support that he gives me. He's in the studio with me every week. He does all our web and everything, everything that you have, that you are, that is available to me. This is Elaine B. Holtz. You have been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to being with you the next time.
2: Previous Women's Spaces show
3: was recorded on Monday, December 28, 2020.